0: and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Living life
1: for Christ, she's a happy girl.
0: What the world needs is Jesus. Even unbelievers know this. They just call it hope. Hope has a name and its name is Jesus. Luke two eleven says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. The birth of Jesus changes everything. When Jesus came into the world, there was hope, joy, and peace. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey through the scriptures, discovering the transforming power of Jesus and the hope
1: he brings. Thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. Let's pray. Our kind and most gracious to Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this another opportunity to come before you. We thank you for your love and your grace and your amazing providential care that you give each and every one of us. Lord, we're thankful that you came and that because you have come and because you are alive and well in our lives, we have hope. And, Lord, thank you for seeking us before we ever had an understanding of needing you. Lord, be with this message. Remove me from it, I pray. Open hearts and change lives. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When you think about Luke 2.11, what you often think about is the beginning of the Christmas story. And let me tell you, that's true. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And he came to seek and to save those which were lost. And he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And it all takes place because he chose to come to earth and to be fully man while he was fully God that he might experience all there was to experience, that he may take upon himself a sin that he never committed because he was sinless, but he took all of the sins of the world upon himself and he laid it on the cross of Calvary and he washes our our sins away with his sinless, spotless blood. And that is who Jesus is. But when we see Luke 2.11, We need to also understand that it wasn't just about what happened some 2,000 years ago. It isn't just about what happened when you gave your life to him and that moment that he transformed you into a new creature and old things were passed away and all things have become new. He is a consistent, continually loving, caring, life-changing God. And it's not a one experience and done He continually and consistently is transforming us into the person that we should be. He is constantly and continually and consistently watching over us and providing for us and giving us what we need. And so when you look at Luke 2.11, you have to take into consideration that what you're seeing in that account is that at that moment in history, at that moment in time, hope came to earth. It's easy to feel discouraged. Hopelessness and discouragement is so commonplace and is so prevalent in our worlds today that oftentimes we don't even notice it anymore. It's like the air we breathe, despair is always present and we simply become used to it. We're used to seeing people that are walking around like Eeyore We're used to just walking on by people who have very desperate needs and we don't even notice them, let alone stop and take care of them. In our own world, we are just so accustomed to having what we call down days or I'm in a bad mood or just not having a good day that we don't stop and and really look at them anymore. You see, the effects of discouragement and hopelessness it affects everybody at some point in time and many of us accept this lesser life and give up but we don't need to do that not as unbelievers who can come to jesus because he says whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved and certainly not as believers who have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, we shouldn't be walking around like we've been baptized face forward in pickle juice. We should have a radiant glow, a joy, a pep in our step, even in times when things are not good and easy. Because we are living a life filled with the Holy Spirit. And the battles aren't ours, they're his. And he's never lost a one. And he's not going to begin by losing the one you're in right now. See, but what happens is we start looking at the things around us and we forget who Jesus is. We forget that that babe didn't remain in a manger. We forget that though he left the splendor of heaven and he didn't bring one piece of Jasper wall, he didn't bring his robe and he didn't bring his crown and he didn't bring 10,000 angels to praise his name day and night. He didn't bring anything with him. But he came to restore and redeem you. And you forget that it isn't just a little babe, but he is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And he's your savior. He's your redeemer. His love is matchless. His glory is beyond compare. And his power is unlimited. And he loves you. you get that? He loves you. He created for you a way to get to heaven before you even knew you needed to get there. He provided the way by laying down himself for you and for me. That's love. Yet somehow we believe he can't get us through the days. How can you be in a relationship with someone like Jesus and not have hope. How can that be possible? When you look at Romans 15, 13, he says this. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. See, I don't hope I'm going to make it to heaven. I have hope because I know I'm going to make it to heaven. I don't have a hope, so salvation. I have hope because I have salvation. I know in whom I am believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know who he is, and I know what he's done because I've read the book. I've read the love letter that he's given me from Genesis to Revelations. And the Bible says that the word was made flesh flesh and dwell among us, I have the opportunity to speak to him all the time, because he says to pray without ceasing. But in addition to that, I can commune with him, and I can visit with him, and he can commune with me and visit with me as I sit with him in his holy word. I have a hope, and the world didn't give it to me, so the world can't take it away. See, the main reason that Jesus came into this world was to seek and to save those which were lost. And so that we might have the abundant life, we're told in John 10.10. Jesus could only do this if he overcame the world. And he did, as we're told in John 16.33. And he did this by living a sinless life in this sinful, wicked world. Dying for our sins on the cross and thereby taking away the power of sin and death. In doing so, Jesus created a new reality for us. We're no longer a slave to sin, sin no longer has dominion over us. We are free in Christ Jesus, and freedom is ringing in our lives, and it is in the, it looks like, and it feels like, And it is hope. Because it's not about us. It's about him. It's about who he is and what he can do. And so as he creates a new creature, we have a whole new set of expectations. The expectation that this world is not our home. The expectation that nobody can harm us because Jesus is with us. The expectation that all of my needs will be supplied because he promised me that in Philippians 4. That he'll give me all the strength I need to do because he promised me that too in Philippians chapter 4. See, it's easy to feel discouraged if we forget who God is. It's easy to be hopeless if we don't place our faith and trust in him. But my friend, as soon as you realize that the account that is given to us in Luke chapter 2, culminating in that Luke chapter 2 verse 11, where the Son of God has come to earth to seek and to save us, and who is capable of providing all that we will ever need or want, who is watching us, who never sleeps nor slumbers, who covers us with his feathers, who cares for us, who gives his angels charge over us. When you realize that, you have to understand that we are not hopeless, that we are not in despair, that we shouldn't be discouraged, but we serve a God who can, and we serve a God who will, and we serve a God that does. He is alive, and he is well. It isn't a one and done. It isn't what he did 2000 years ago. What he did 2000 years ago is alive inside of me. It is working inside of me. That power that he used to defeat hell, death and the grave is the power that he places in every single believer and we can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us according to Ephesians 3:20 we got to get out of the way. we got to empty ourselves and fill ourselves with him. we got to get our trust fully buckled to Jesus Christ. And we got to buckle up with the Holy Spirit and follow the commands of Jesus through the strength of the Holy Spirit in us. And when we do so, we have hope. We're not in despair. See, Jesus had never said that life would be easy. But he did say we'd be victorious. You get that? In 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven he says this, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans eight thirty-seven he says, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Jesus will give you victory and hope in every situation and in every circumstance. But you must receive the hope. And that is the hope of Jesus Christ in your life, as king of your life. And give him the throne of your heart. You've got to follow him and know him and live for him. And when you do, that trust will result in hope that nothing will diminish. Because you know who he is. I'm afraid some of you just don't know who he is. Ultimately, this victory that we have in Jesus in every situation and in every circumstance, that's the abundant life that He promised. That's living life to its fullest. He wants us to have that life so that it's full and it overflows. The abundant life is made possible through Jesus. And that's what I mean by hope is a person. Hope has a name. It's Jesus. It is through him and by him that we have hope. It is through him and by him that we have life. And it is through him and by him that we have life more abundantly. Do you understand The abundant life is a life walking and talking and being in the presence of Jesus Christ in the center of his will and communing with him, not just once in a while, not just when you got saved, not just on Sundays or Wednesdays or the occasional time in between you might go to church, but it is a moment by moment, day by day, year by year, Sitting in the presence of Jesus and communing with him to the extent that you know who he is. You know his character. You understand how he operates. And you are fully committed to who he is in your life. And you understand that he is capable and he is following what he said he would do and he never will lie and he said I will come again and I will receive you unto myself I will take you to a place not made with hands eternal into the heavens I'll never leave you while you're here I will never forsake you while you're here I will provide for you I will care for you I will direct you I will guide you I've got you there's nothing as sweet as the loving arms of Jesus wrapped around you. See, he meets our every need, and he comes alongside of us, and that gives a, re- a reason for us to celebrate, because he walks with us in all of our circumstances. Jesus is our hope, so hope is a person. In Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, he gives us hope, because he says, I have plans for you. And he tells us that, that he will... Give us an expected end. He's got plans for you. How amazing is that? Philippians 4:13 tells us that you can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. That's hope. Philippians 4:19 says he'll supply all of our needs. That's hope. Hebrews 13:5, as I alluded to earlier, says, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. That's hope. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. That's hope. Who is this? It's Jesus. My friend, my shepherd, my savior, my redeemer. So how do you live this life of hope? First, you've got to know him as savior. But you have to practice the presence of Christ in your life. We do this through prayer. We do it through communing, as I said earlier, by reading the scriptures. We do it through praise. You make sure he is your primary focus and the primary voice you hear as you go throughout your day. You make time for moments of prayer throughout your day. James 5.16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. And then he says this, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avail of much they're not just words going out of your mouth and hitting the ceiling and coming back down they hit the heart of god they activate all of heaven they make things happen because they touched jesus who said ask and it shall be given unto you seek and you shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you in matthew 7 7 you got to develop a lifestyle of thanksgiving if you want to live in hope. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. you got to memorize scripture. So that you can carry hope with you throughout the day. And allow the scripture, these words of Christ, these life-giving pieces of wisdom to guide you through your every circumstance. Psalms 119.11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. See, if we want to live hope, then we've got to practice the presence of Jesus in our life. And we do that by praying By reading and understanding and studying, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, hiding in our heart. He says that he'll bring to remembrance those things you have need of when you have need of it. You can't bring to remembrance what you've never known. You've got to know the word of God. Eat it, breathe it. Inhale it, be consumed by it, develop an insatiable appetite for the word of God. It will never fail you, and it will never leave you wanting more. you got to be on guard for the enemy's tactics and combat the enemy through Christ's strength in you. By daily prayer and daily Bible study, you got to be careful to understand in 1 Peter 5.8, he says, be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. But in the entire Ephesians 6, last half of that chapter, he gives us the entire wardrobe that we need to put on. We need to drop the stuff of the world. And we need to put on Christ. We need to live in his presence. And then we're living in the hope Of Jesus, when we know the character, when we are familiar with Jesus, when we know how he responds and how he reacts, when he's that friend that sticks closer than a brother because we literally are taking him at his word, those are the times that hopelessness and discouragement find no place in our mind or in our heart or in our life we have to remember that he said in Psalms 31, 24, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. It's not misguided hope. It's not misplaced hope. And it won't be disappointing hope when you literally find your hope in Jesus Christ. So much happened when Jesus came to the world. But one of the things that changed forever because Jesus came to earth was that hope was no longer a dream. Hope was no longer an elusive feeling. But hope became real, because hope is Jesus, and Jesus came, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Remember, Jesus loves you. You
0: are loved. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved.
1: She stands out like sunshine on and in the sky Is that somebody who is feeling bad? You've got something I'd like to have. Happy Girl